For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You're listening to a Rare Drop podcast. Check us out at raredrop.co. is freshly roasted and ethically sourced it's music to your ears shake up the way you wake up the kingscoastcoffee.com all righty it is episode 37 of coffee and shell the nhl related podcast and we are into july that was the we like are, uh, uh, the least enthusiastic uh, <laughs> yeah i mean I well we're it. here still we're here yeah. you can, dude 37 is a lot and i mean we started in like September of last year, so we're almost at like a year. Yeah, we are. We've averaged probably an episode like every like eight to nine days, you know, considering some were like, you know, a 10 to 12 day gap. So I think it's pretty yeah. good. That's consistency mm. right there. Absolutely. That is consistency. Guys, on today's episode of Coffee and Shell, we are going to give our GWC predictions as um, two, or I leave at the time of this recording, I leave tomorrow at like 4 a.m. to head to Montreal. Uh, and the GWC finals will be this Wednesday, and someone's gonna finally win this tournament. <laughs> this has gone on since like March, uh, but nonetheless, it's still going. Uh, we're also gonna talk about. Uh, so I keep getting questions um, on my YouTube channel about like X Factor abilities, and maybe we've talked about them throughout the year, like at nauseum. But I think that we could have now the game is like done and they're releasing just absolute meme cards, which is I actually like. I think it's funny that's what they're doing. We'll talk about that a little bit, but just like X Factor abilities that we find that are still useful at 99 hut. Uh I also want to talk about this currency thing that I kind of came up with. I might have touched on it last week, but I just want to touch on it again because I really think I was onto something there. And uh then we're gonna do our top five favorite athletes. And yeah, all right, let's get it. Let's do. Let's start with our GWC predictions. Yeah. All right. For anyone that has been following around the GWC, there's eight kids left in the uh, in the North American tournaments, which is viewed as the bigger tournaments. Obviously, the European don't have the Europeans don't have the same amount of player base, but Eki had already won that. This one uh, is going to be fun. It's like definitely like a new wave of esports, like kids that are at the top end of this game um now Dude, as the last like it's all kids right like this is the this first time it year is all where it's been yeah. like all kids yeah i think um man just looking at the list right here i got his sap has got to be the oldest one and i don't even think he's like 25 he's young he might be like yeah. 22 or something now yeah, lebanese like, man so, i mean his he has man in his name i don't know how old lebanese man is i i don't think so i think he's 22 maybe okay but, like, I remember going to 2019, which is the second year, and it was, like, John Wayne, like, who's, like, 30 now. Like, you know what I mean? Junior Pens is getting up there. How old is Pens now? 26? I think so, yeah. And that's old. Yeah. Like, like, this. He'd be the he, oldest by a few. Yeah. And Cooks, I believe, is 25, the like top shelf cookie. Yeah. Right? Grind has, has been in it every single year, which we need to say one more time. That's pretty impressive. 
Pretty just good. the way that each like that to not get an unlucky bounce, you know, because like he's been on the ropes like multiple times, multiple years. So, uh, gotta give you know props where it's due. Uh, but yeah, let's do. Uh, it, it is definitely like a new era of NHL esports. I feel so. We'll see how it ends, but let's get down to our final eight players, and we'll just go through the matchups. This is the matchups, uh, from my understanding, and uh, the bracket does not recede, so we will know who wins each matchup, who is going to play. So we'll start with Jose versus Sap. I feel Sap Alien. I feel like Sap uh, Sap is extremely good, extremely underrated. Reminds me a lot of what happened with Nuke when Nuke first became um, like on the scene at GWC. West Coast kids. No one ever plays against him. Like, they just, you know what I mean? Like, so he's from out in Vancouver, I believe. Um, most of the player base, I would say 60% of the player base is all in around, you know, like Ontario, New York, Pittsburgh area, like that, that like area. Yeah. And then the other 40 is made up of EU and West and like, you know, left of that. Um, so. A lot of the top end players, you don't get to see a lot of them. I mean, I, before GBC, no one. I don't think anyone knew who John Wayne was. Um, same with like Nuke, like all those guys you know, that come out from the West. Like you never know. Jose has quickly become like one of the best young players. Uh, we saw him in the Tampa Bay esports events that I got to cast in February. He got crushed by Eki in a best of three in game one, like six seven nothing, and Eki started like toying with him, um, and then one. The next two and knocked out Eki, which is stunning. Um, let's start with that one. All right. So, who do you think comes out of Joe's versus Sap? I got to go with Sap on that one. So, I'm a little bit okay. biased. Um, I really like his, I really like Sap's play style to go far in this tournament. I think it's important to have good defense. And he plays a little bit different than everybody else in here. Um, and he's slow. Yeah, he does. I think that's important. Um, the other important thing, his confidence right now is like through the roof. Like, he, he thinks in his mind, like, he knows he's going to win. Whether or not that happens, it doesn't matter. But you have to think that. So I'm going to go with Sap over Joes for that first I game. personally, I personally think that Joes is the better player, um, just, like, skill-wise. However, there is something to be said. This isn't just about, like, NHL esports either. Like, there, when you... It doesn't matter what what you're doing. You could be playing like lawn darts for twenty five thousand dollars. You're insanely nervous, you know. Until you've been there a lot, um, I think that that's something that comes with qualifying for tournaments like these. Even if you don't do well, you get to feel what it feels like, and then the next time's a little bit easier, a little bit easier. You look like Gren and Regs, who we're gonna talk about in a little bit. I feel like they, I'm sure they get nervous, but you could never tell because their game really doesn't change, right? Like you, it doesn't change. The thing I'll say about Jose is, like, he's so young. Like, he's, I think he's 18. Um, and I just, I wonder how he would handle the nerves, you know, being around, like, everyone. Like, the thing is, is, like, those, so, like, Jose and all those guys, like, they're friends, right? You've got a lot of support there, right? But you also don't want to be, you don't want to get embarrassed, right? I don't want to say Sap doesn't have anyone. Like, that's not, that's not what I mean. But, like, I just feel like the, it, it's... I, I could see a, an issue, or a, a situation where Joe just doesn't perform the way that he will. So, <sighs> this one's really hard, man. Yeah, it is. This one's really hard. I mean, I, I, I do think it's a toss-up when you look at, like, you might be right. Uh, Joe's is probably a little bit more skilled, but um, <clears throat> it's probably going to go to three games, right? I will, I will say it goes to Sap as well. I think Sap will win this one. Now, the thing you have to remember is that this is off-camera. 
Um, this is happening the day before the finals. So the quarterfinals, all these first-round matchups, they're all going to happen um, in, like, a room. Um, and then they film it a little bit and put a package together because the stream can't be, like, eight hours long. If they did a quarterfinals, best of three, all the way to the finals, the broadcast would be, like, six hours long. So, um, yeah, I'm going to say it's sap on that one. Okay, the next one's regs and uninstall. You know who I'm going with, right? I mean, uninstall, I'm happy for you, and I, I'm I excited that you got the trip and the experience, but Regs is playing, which is so weird because he, he did it so quietly this year. It wasn't like the past years where he dominated every single event and there was no way to, like, avoid him. Like, you couldn't avoid his name in prior years. It felt like he was just, like focused on school and like did sixes because he competed at every top end and then he was like okay i guess it's time to try i guess it's for hot yeah he's like all right i guess it's time to lock uh, in it might have been last month on here i was like i regs is like better than he was last year that's Um, what you said i was like i was blown away and uh you know he uh he beat he beat gren in the um in, in his the playstation 5 finals which was the hardest console um he played probably the best game i've ever seen him play uh, in game one of the upper bracket final. And then he survived the other games against Gren. Uh, Gren played really well, but Regs just did enough. It didn't feel like he was winning them, but Can he I, went three. Um, he, so they played another series after, right? Yes, but did, but uh, Regs had a plus one. Yeah, he did. Um, did Gren kind of mail it in? Because I didn't watch that one, and I saw it was like a 2-0 sweep. No, but like it was, it was, um, he was fighting it. Okay. okay. He was fighting That's it. That's hard to get so, up for that, because you know you have to like beat regs and two dude that's huge we're gonna talk about why that series was so big uh had regs like the the issue with regs and gren playing each other on the same console is that one of them is gonna lose and that means that uh you lose and you have a potential chance you have to play a winner of of one of the other consoles yeah um all right so we're gonna go we're both going sap we're both going regs uh, next, the lower next of uh, the other bracket would be Pogs and Gren in round one, and that's not on stream, and it's probably uh, the best matchup that you can get. I know. So why, why? Before you give me your prediction, this is why losing that was so brutal for Gren because now it would have been Gren versus uninstall, and now it's Gren versus Pogs. So um, arguably the second hardest player in the field if you were like ranking them in terms of like you know players you don't want to play polgs would definitely it so i can't wait to watch that in person i hope it's not leaked i'm sure it will be but um you know one of them is not going to the final four yeah which is crazy to think right um that's gonna be a good series so i am going with unless you have anything else to add nope dude i'm going uh gren in the sweep he's gonna 2-0 polgs I think Polgs wins. You, you think Polgs wins? Okay. There, I don't know. Like, I, there's, oh, man, I don't know what, it, this is it. No disrespect to Gren. No disrespect to Gren. I have been at, or at least involved in all the GWCs, and the one I wasn't was even worse for him. There is something about Gren on land of the GWC where he just does not play well. He won last year. It was all online. But this will be the third time in the prior two times that he had made gwc he did not do well at all um and i don't know if it's like a pressure thing the only thing i'll say is that every year he was assumed to be the best player and this year i he's i don't like I, he could arguably be the third best player like yeah. if, you know so maybe that's like a chip on the shoulder thing 
Um, Polg's won a land, so this year he won against Jost, and obviously not as difficult as as what he's going to go now. But I don't know, man. I don't know. I got a weird sense, just like last year when I when I thought I had a we I had a weird sense about Gren, and I thought that he would win because again he would always have these really hard like meltdowns gameplay wise in the finals of the GWC. Uh, and he beat Rags last year. I had a weird feeling the whole time. Something, I don't know. I'm probably wrong, but that's my hot take is I think Polgs will actually beat Grant here because I feel like everyone is assuming that Polgs is done. You think so? Because he has so many people behind him this year, though. Yeah, know. but, like, sure, they're his boys, yeah. but I bet you any money if they had to bet. Like, if you like that's that's what I always say. It's like, who do you want and you expect to win, but who have you had to put $1,000 on which you actually put your money on? It would not be Polgs, I don't think. No, it wouldn't, especially with how... The the thing that's weird, so, like, this bracket, the way it's set up, <clears throat> all, like, the first three matches are great, and then you have, like, a weird one where it's, like, two people mm-hmm. in, the, in the back one. I will say... Hang on, we're going to get into that in yeah. a second, because I actually don't think... I think it's... Uh, go ahead. Yeah, so I think... Um, well, we'll get to that one, right? We're about to get yeah. to that match. All right, so the last one is Geimer versus Lebanese Man. Okay, now, every year in GWC, there is usually someone who uh, is like the, you know, <laughs> one of these is not like the others. Yeah, you had like NJ <laughs> Devils the one year, like stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, you had like uh, the Drizzy, or like, you, you know, and they had uh, uh, Drew, Drewy, the OHL player in 2020. So, no disrespect. He won. He won. He came second in his console on Xbox, which was viewed as one of the easier ones. But nonetheless, he's still here. He had to win games. I guess, I'll say yeah. this. If you had to pick a guy that he had a shot against out of the other seven players, it'd be who he's playing. No disrespect to the Geimer, but it is definitely Geimer. Yeah. And. You know, Geimer's done a really good job, I think. Maybe it's just getting older. I remember I used to harp on him. I remember when he got... So, what I just mentioned about Drury, the OHL player. I remember Geimer messaging. He beat, lost to Drury, who was, like, just a hut hero. Uh, and Geimer was definitely the favorite. I remember messaging him and be like, dude, I feel bad. He's like, man, I just, like, I, I was, like, shaking. I couldn't, like, you know what I mean? And, like, that's just nerves, right? Yeah. And I'm sure he doesn't feel it the same way anymore. But if you go into a matchup... And if you had to get to, if you got to this stage, you bet you beat a good player. You beat players that can get top 100 and hut champs. And in NHL, I have beaten like great players. Like, like, you know what I mean? Like I, like I have, I just beat Aves. Like I've done it multiple times this year who came third in, on PS five. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Allegedly, like yeah. I've beaten Geimer, right? Like it's, it's like anyone can take a best two out of three and all of Geimer's boys will be there. Like they're all big group. If there's pressure on anyone to not choke and lose a series that you're just gifted, it's this one. I think Geimer will win. Dude, I think it's like a 55-45 chance because like... Really? Dude, I don't know. Here's the thing. I don't know how good Lebanese man is because I've never watched him before. He's good enough to get top two on an easy console. That's fine. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, he did what he had to do, right? Like you, you know, he you did what he him. had to do. But like, if it was the other way around, if it was like Geimer against Avis, you'd still probably say the same thing, like a fifty-five, forty-five. Yeah, towards Geimer. I feel more confident in you like would a, because you, you know him, right? Because yeah. you know who the guy is. That's true. I I don't think it's a it's that bad of a landslide, like people are saying. Um, Geimer should win. I'm gonna pick Geimer because I know who Geimer is. But I wouldn't be surprised if Lebanese man wins because like I was watching I, the, the PS4 finals. Um, 
and then Geimer lost to uninstall, right? Yep. That was it. Like I wasn't I wasn't as impressed with Geimer as I was with like some of the other No, uh Geimer ended up beating uninstall. Oh, okay. I'm surprised. I remember I forget okay, then clearly I watched the wrong thing. Yeah, no, Geimer, yeah, Geimer, uh, Geimer, Geimer. I remember that now, yeah. I don't that's know. Why, I that's why, that's why, that one was huge, too. That I wasn't huge as too, impressed but... with, with Geimer, and I mean, he's better than me this year, so take mm-hmm. it with a grain of salt, but, uh, I'll go with Geimer, but I wouldn't be surprised if Lebanese wins. That's why that huge matchup, Uninstall lost his console to Geimer, and now he had to play regs as opposed to taking on Lebanese, Which man. Is, and before we get into the next round of players, Uninstall is, like, the weirdest one to me in this group of players because i think he has the skill to be the best out of all of them but something happens where he doesn't win like that's a lot with like yeah skill wise uninstall could be the best player out of all of those eight players but it's just like he should have beat guy he's a better player than geimer but you know maybe it was just poor you know strategy choices or what no doubt so we're all we're on the same board here i for I will take Polgs over Gren. Uh, I'm not confident, but I some I have a weird feeling. And you're gonna say, and we're taking Geimer over Lebanese. So the second round would be, um, if what we predict to be Sap versus Regs. Again, uh, you can't. Okay, so here's the thing. I feel like two players that um, in almost entire gameplay is holding onto the puck, like. Their best asset is not playing defense. It's holding onto the puck so that they don't have to play defense. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, time on attack is always high. Like, Regs is better than anyone at it. To the point where he is so patient, it's frustrating to watch sometimes. You know? It is. It's even more frustrating to play against. I think that you have a chance if you are someone that's extremely good off scoring off the rush and things like that. But I just, I don't know, man. I think they'll be maybe be low scoring, but I think that Regs will probably win this one extremely easy. I mean, I, I'm, I'm pulling for Sap all the way. I want him to win the tournament. I'm going with Regs. I think Sap has a be- uh, better chance than a lot of people are predicting of him. Yeah. Um, and Again, you get yeah. to this stage. If Sap beats Jose, then he'd Sap, take a game. He's really damn yeah. good, you know? So exactly, like, I'm yeah. going with Regs because I think Regs is just the best player like ever in this game. Um, yep. want to see Sap win, but I'm going with Briggs as well. Okay. The other semifinal, this is the issue with, <laughs> okay. So Geimer or Grennan Polgs play around one. The winner, it basically goes to the final. Yeah. We, we would, no matter what, like there, I like, again, no disrespect to Geimer or Lebanese man, but like you, if that was, if, if Polgs or Gren lose in that second round after beating each other, one of the other, right. That's probably the biggest upset in the maybe history of GWC at the LAN. Yeah, for sure. Like maybe maybe John Wayne over Eki back in 2019 because no one no one expected that. Everyone just thought that Eki was the best player ever. Um, but yeah, like I don't know, like that would be probably the biggest upset. And um, so I will say Polgs or Gren. Like I will, yeah, yeah the other yeah, one. whoever. Yeah. Like I have Gren, you have Polgs. They're going on to the finals. So then we end up with Regs and Gren. Dude, Regs and Gren again. It Like, at what point does it become boring? Dude, I mean... Like, do you think it's good? Do you think it's good or bad for the game? It's good in my opinion. I mean, I don't like seeing... Like, I'm a competitive person. I hate the fact that they're just that much better than me. And I think other yep. people probably hate that too. Mm-hmm. It's good because it, it proves a skill gap, does it not? 
Like if the same people are winning, if every the same year, people keep doing it, yeah. No like matter nothing, what you yeah. say on Reddit or what you tweet that the game's random, if the same two people are winning every single year, then there's a proven skill gap. Dude, do you realize that if this happens, if Gren and Regs go back to their, that is three straight years that they have been the North American final two. I think if that happens, some people need to take a hard look in the mirror in Canada and get it together, you know? It's time like, to I think Nuke probably had a shot, but, you know, life got in the way, and he, he moved on. I think Luke, Nuke at, like, his high, height was, like, different than everyone else. He was, and he the played. Way he so, played. Dude, he played so different. It was, it was crazy it was to so watch. It was so weird. Yeah. I will, dude, I will never forget. Here's a GWC story. I will never forget in 2019 being at Sportsnet, and uh, they were like, there were there was warm up consoles, and I was just chilling. And Nuke was like, "Hey, you want to like? I, I got a warm up. You want to play?" I was like, "Sure." I remember playing around. Josh was kind of sitting beside me, and like Fe- Josh Fearless. And uh, I remember five seconds in, he scored that stupid low blocker Nuke shot. And I remember being like, I remember like, wow, okay. He did it like three more times. I lost like four or five nothing. And like I remember looking over Josh, I'm like, "What the? F- what is this?" And he was and he was like, "Dude, I don't." Yeah, you know, and then everyone started doing it. Yeah. The low blocker, like just seven hole kind of thing, like that became like a whole other. And Nuke ended up winning Canada that year. He did to go to Vegas. He beat Gren. I mean, everyone left because that was after the Gren Josh series, which felt like that was like one of the best esports series ever. That was one of my but favorite ones. Yeah, that was so good. I just hope we get something like that. Like that's that's my hope. I hope that there is not two O's. Like I if if Geimer or Lebanese man goes to three games against Polgs or Gren, that I, I pray for that one because like dude like the it'd be like the same thing as Geimer and Lebanese man in the first round because just you can't choke that. You're never gonna get an easier run to the finals, right? And that's like dude, at that point that's like a ten thousand dollar game. I know dude I mean that's great for Geimer though, right? Because when you think about it from Geimer's point of view, he has to just like assuming he has to assume he's gonna win that first round and play his best. But like all he needs is one upset against Pogues or Gren, mm. and he's in the he's in the finals of GWC. He's in the finals, yeah. Like that's, and then the other one, like, man, Sap, Jose, Regs, and Uninstall is a great final four. It really like those, is. That's a, you know, I mean, there's no weak links there. So I could see a number of things coming. I think if Regs doesn't make the finals, that's huge. That it's a big upset. I know, but it's such a hard dude. It's such a hard bracket. It is. Like, it is. Like any of them can win a best of three. Mm. The, the hard part is, is that like. None of them are experienced on land or at this like stage. I mean, I and will that, say that I is a factor. Like any of those four from the top bracket, like I told you, who I think is going to win, I wouldn't be like shocked if it's like Joe or yeah, 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 like, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, that win the thing. You know, like Geimer and Lebanese Man are probably the only two where I would be like, like if they made the finals, even like you know what I mean. I'd be like, what in the world, right? Uh, but maybe, you know, I mean, we're not giving Geimer enough credit. I mean, that's good know? for him, too. It's, like, less pressure once he gets over that first game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, again, when you're assumed to be the victor, it doesn't mean, like, that's not an easy thing to deal with sometimes. Because if you get down in a game or you lose game one, it's like, man. Oh, dude. But it's going to be fun. So who do you think wins? Um. So I am, uh, surprisingly, my, my brackets, it, it's Grant against Regs. I'm going to go Grant over Regs this year. Um, I think, which is uh, weird because I've been saying Regs is the best player. Watching that series that they had, I think it was last week, um, that first one to decide who would be on the winner's bracket, 
Um, I thought Gren was better for two out of three games. Um, he had that comeback, and in game three, like, he should have won by two to three goals, I thought, over Riggs. So I'm going based on that, but, dude, it's a it's like a toss-up. If Regs, okay, so if Regs plays Polgs in my bracket, I think Regs beats Polgs. If Regs plays Gren, I think Gren wins. They, they, they I've seen so them much. play on land a couple times. Uh, Montreal before COVID was the last one, and it's like same thing about Gren in the GWC. If he doesn't make it to the finals or he has a hard time off of like when the lights are on, right? Because that's usually when he would lose. Um, like that's uh it's the exact same thing on land with like regs and grand it's like i don't know i don't know i part of me too it's like it's like dude like three straight years of the same two kids that Maybe, would be yeah. like i i don't know like, i don't know what to say at that point like the game changes yes and sometimes drastically but something that these kids have is just like I don't know, man. Like, I, I, I have no answer for it. It's, it's vision and instinct. And you can't, and the thing is, you can't teach instinct, you know, just like any other video game or, or, ad, or sport. Like, there's, like, skill and talent can help prepare, but there's at a certain point, people are just more talented at certain things because of instinct and, like, you, that can't be taught. So, dude, uh, I mean, this is like a crackpot theory here. You think they know anything that a lot of people don't? So, I'm going to bring up a couple things, by the way, here. Okay. Uh, Gren with the Y button. So I'm going to say this thing. You ever watch, if you watch the games, he gets like a little bit of a, like acceleration sometimes, like immediately. I think it's him tapping the, the Y button, or I guess it'd be triangle on PlayStation. And I think it does something. So if people are listening and test it out, I think that does something. Regs knows something about the puck possession and like puck protection. Like he gets so, every single loose puck in situations is- where I don't think he should. There is something Regs does really good that I paid attention to in the last one, and it's he closes the gap of the player. So when he has the puck, he closes the gap of the person trying to defend him. So what I mean by that is, like, he tries to make it where his back or his side is as close as possible to the defender, so the defender is bumping and he can't get a hit. So when he starts backing in, because if you hold L2 and you back in and you get bumped, you lose the puck. Like, you get that. You you automatically trigger the stumble animation. But if you are already too close for them to get an actual hit, like, you'll hold on to the puck. And I've noticed it a lot. And same with, I actually want to say it was Geimer was the other one where I really noticed it, where it was, like, on purpose trying to get it where they, like, roll off of their opponent. But there there's something. The other thing that Regs does is uh, he is, he no, he is a... He doesn't talk about it, but like his knowledge of the strategies that are in the game are wild. He will. I remember I I did a video with him like two years ago, and he broke down like a play. I watched of his, that one, yeah. A broke down a play of his, and he he would get like behind the net guys to go and do stuff when you would not anticipate to set up a play. Um, and he would it would be like he'd cross the line, and he would immediately be like. My opponent on the far side has a defender that's right-handed. My winger on the far side is left-handed, so I know that it, like it's nuts what he's doing. Um, and he, I, I don't know. Like I, I, I kind of hope it's those two. Yeah. But I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind a new. You know. Yeah, for sure. Because uh, you know, it'd just be fun. But next year, uh, rumors are it's back to Worlds, and they want to go to Vegas. I know that. And I think that uh, being at, going to 2019's GWC was one of the best things, like trips and uh, experience I've had as an NHL creator. 
and I wasn't even a part of it. So I hope that's the case. I'm, I'm excited for Montreal. I'm excited that it's tied to the draft. So I'm, I guess I'm taking my old man to this. He uh, has always wanted to come to an event with me. So I thought, why not like the biggest one I'll be, I'll probably ever do. Um, so he's, uh, we're taking a train there and uh, yeah, he's going to come and hang out with me all week and uh, we're going to, I'm going to, I'm going to cast the events and whatnot. So that'll be fun. I'm going to vlog it and uh see how it goes how but, uh, um, how cool of you <laughs> yeah dude gotta vlog it bro yeah um so wait that rumor is like back to um like so it'd be like usa canada they want to that's they want to right like i that i can confirm right like i know that they want to go back to to worlds and they want to this year this is not confirmed or anything this is just my own speculation it feels like a very pivotal year for the gwc so i think that they are covid and ea sports specifically really did a number on this tournament because COVID crushed the in-person thing and the in-person aspect of the GWC was really like it's draw, like it's a lure and what made it feel really big. And, uh, and there's also sponsor money that was that with a, with a live event. So the prize pool came down because it was all online. Um, but, uh, you know, then this year they get, they finally like, okay, we can get back to in-person and it's like, here's four consoles. And it's like, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, they can't get any help, like, and it's not outside of their own doing. But I think this year they are going to put not the not more resources into it, but targeted strategic strategic resources, meaning like a game plan. September, you in October, you know what's happening. Maybe that's what I new... wanted to always see is yeah. the day the game comes out. There's a yeah. tweet from like NHL or NHL PR where it's like, this is our roadmap for this upcoming competitive year. So I got to, uh, I got to hang out with uh, a couple of people that are, that are going to be running the GWC and, um, great first of all, oh, Kevin, Kevin NHL. That's what I call him. Kevin NHL. If he's listening, I know, he, I know he started listening to us. Shout out to Kevin. Um, he is, he is, uh, going to do a great job with GWC and I'm going to try if he, if he wants any feedback from me, I'm going to try. That was the one thing I had mentioned is like, it needs to be clarity on like, you know, from the start, like where and when and, 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 and all of that. But I know that they're going to try and look at a updated format and, and things like that, which is good. You know, uh, it's going to evolve and hopefully it can become the best it, it can possibly be. But this year, um, obviously, with the COVID stuff being in and out, they couldn't do Worlds um, with 100%. So, but nonetheless, next year I am excited for. Um, but, uh, yeah, so regs and grind, man, if that happens, good Lord. I just want chaos. Imagine uninstall beats regs. I mean, it would if be uninstall nice beats regs, is there any option? Like, does Gren or Polgs win then? No, I'm not. I don't think that's guaranteed. I think, um, cause dude, I mean, you got Jost there. That's like really good. And I, the only reason I underrate him is cause I've never played against him and even like really watched him play. Mm -hmm. Um, and then you got Sap there too. Who's like, uh, a defensive stalwart, I guess. Right. Like he's just a very smart He plays player. a lot like John Wayne. <laughs> Like, yeah, like John plays really slow and like you never anticipate because it's not flashy. Yeah. But like he just like wins. Like he just, you know. Yeah. So it's like any of those four, like Regs is the favorite out of those four. But outside of that, it's still yep. like just a slight favorite, I think. Um, yeah. I want to see if it was like pure chaos for me. Uh, it's Geimer. Actually, no, it's Lebanese man again. But I, I don't know. Lebanese man, it's, dude. It's he can cause some... sap in the finals. Yeah, that would be uh, that'd be pretty crazy, man. It would be nice for. There's a couple of nice stories. I know uh, Polks has his mom there. She she uh, is a I believe a cancer survivor. Um, just just um, you know that. So she's I know she he's bringing her, which would be a great story. Sap obviously has a great story as well. 
Um, but all these guys, man, like, um, I'm excited to meet Lebanese, man. I'm excited to meet guys I've never met before. Everyone else I've met, I believe, in uh, other than Sap, I guess I've met in person. So um, even on install, I got to meet in Tampa. So yeah, uh, excited to see how it goes. And um, I'm excited to be there. I am excited for uh, for an in-person event. All right. So uh, let's move on. Let's talk briefly because, again, I get these questions a lot. At 99 huts, now that we've seen the entire year of X-Factors, didn't like a lot of it, not going to lie. It was thrown in because they needed to add something to the back of the box, and there it is. So what if you had to... You had three X factors you had to choose to give yourself a shot to win. What one are you picking? Uh, Unstoppable Force, I think, is one of the best ones. Mm-hmm, I agree. Doing that one. I saw Regs using uh, Elite Edges in the console qualifiers. That was more, I think, because that was one of his only players that had it. Okay. So you would activate it. But I, I personally think X Factor is. Keep going. Um, What's the defense one? Stick them up, I would go. I think stick them up or truculence, and I think those would be like my three. I don't really think there's too many outside of that that do much. Um, okay, I missed that. Last oh, okay, one. yeah, you missed it. So like, uh, yeah, no, I'd like a uh, truculence on there. I think's really good. Yep. Um, stick them up. I think at four points is really good. Oh, and then I'm I'm forgetting the the best one, which was the one T, gold one T. Okay. All right. So let's talk about that. So I think gold one T. It's expensive. It's eight, right? Um, I think gold one T. Um, on defenseman is one of the best. Yeah, I think on forwards it's too situational. Um, because I don't think you're gonna get a lot of one timers with that specific player that many times in a game. Not that it isn't great, but like let's pretend like you know you have lots of other options, right? A def- a left handed defenseman with gold one T, I think is like one of the best X factor abilities you can have. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think truculence, I think people get locked. I, again, I saw some comments when I was talking about truculence, people aren't understanding the real benefit of truculence. It's not like the arcade level of hits. It's the boost you get when you, um, bump players. That's huge. Like that's what that triggers the stumble animation. So if you have that on a defenseman or a forward, like you're going to bump like Eric Lindros off the puck. Like it's, that's the benefit of truculence. Like it's not the huge hits because sometimes that can give you like penalties. Um, but it's the ability that no matter what, you're going to bump guys off the puck. Truculence, in my opinion, is I think um, it's funny. You mentioned ones that were all um, you can't like quantify them. So what I mean by that is like, well, one to you can, you can hear and see it. Um, shock and awe you can, but like, it's not, it's too situational. Like it looks like a little laser beam. But unstoppable force, there's no way to be like that's unstoppable force working. But you know, like you know what I mean, like you you will. Close quarters is one that if you watch replays, it's like the guy's stick will be behind his back and he'll get a full power shot. Yeah, and it'll be perfect location where it goes and stuff. Some yeah, some people are like close quarters doesn't do anything. I saw some comments on my YouTube channel, and I'm just like, uh, you're not yeah. If you if you watch a replay on a goal, you score with someone that's close quarters around the net. It's like sometimes it'll be like my guy will be on the backhand just picking up the puck will be like sideways like flipped up in the air and it's like bang like top corner yeah, i mean there's it, a reason yeah. all those top sixes guys use it right yeah sixes guys also use it yeah snipe is one i don't ever notice no i thought that one was terrible this year i haven't i have to do, warn you though i haven't played like any real like 99 hut since i think gwc so that's two months mm-hmm. ago no i feel you 
Schneib is one that I, yeah, there's no way to quantify it, but wheels, I think at this stage is also good because everyone's at 99. You get 99. The only way to have true 99 speed with the puck is that. Yeah, but you're still against 99 defensemen, though. I guess that's true. I guess that's true. Like, I wouldn't use that one because that's, what, 10 points? I think it's just benefit. Like, it's, I'd rather have that than anything with Schneipe. Yeah, for sure. Like, that in that aspect, but, um, yeah. Um, yeah, I just wanted to bring that up real quick. I think, uh, Next year, I don't know. Like, they can't get away from X factors now. No, because they're they just threw it in, and it dramatically now. changed how Hut is. Like it, it did, and yeah. not for the better. Of my, I think post to post is still. Yeah, I it matters less now because everyone has ninety nine shot. So even with post to post, he's probably you're probably going to score on a one T. I think people don't understand that. Oh, is that how it's been? Recently? Yeah, like you know what I mean. You need it. It seems like it isn't as overpowered, I but. Agree. Early on in the game, bro, when the shots are like ninety or eight, high eighties, like it's. <laughs> uh, it no, it's, I hope they fix some of the goalie ones. I don't even know how you have goalie X factors in the game without kind of ruining it. Because um, mm-hmm. like I thought light work, like that's the one I used in GWC, like qualifiers. I thought that one mm-hmm. was overpowered. Um, I, I just I wish yeah, it's too late to remove X factors. They're here to stay. I hope I hope that the X Factor cards have more value. Looking back now, it's like what worked and what didn't work in NHL twenty two. Icons and X Factors. Yeah. Like they, I mean, they, they were need to be... the changes were great, like in prior years, but at the end of the year, if they're not cards you want or you uh, sought after what's the point yeah they need to be able to be upgraded by using them like the x factor cards maybe less of them um because like i remember whenever me and you got the game right we uh there was that mcdavid out that i bought for 200k and then people were buying for 2 million and then at, at first everybody was I buying packed these... them and i didn't realize it yeah. bro. i didn't realize what yeah. i had packed so like people were paying these outrageous prices and they realized like oh it's gonna cost me 3 million coins to get them to 99 I don't even think it's like I don't even think that's that bad because you you have a card your whole like the the comf uh, what's the word I'm looking for here it is comfort yeah like the comfort in knowing that you are always going to have the ability to have one of the best cards in the game but on top of that there's events sometimes where you don't want anyone and it's like okay I could just use my cards to get power up collectibles to upgrade my McDavid like yeah. I think it's time the thing that but that's McDavid. And he had wheels, which was like phenomenal. And I, I think he went ahead on Sabo. Actually, no, his team of the year got it. But I think if X Factors are going to be in the game, they have to be the best cards. You would always have to have them plus one over whatever the the highest. Or is, or right? even just or even like they. I don't think they have it in them to do tier based or or um, uh, objective based upgrading. I wish. I don't know if we'll ever see the individual card. Being like, score 400 goals with this card, and you get, you know, you upgrade it. Um, but the thing I've been saying a long time for this is we have customizable synergies on our X-Factors. Customizable abilities. The the issue that we ran into this year with a lot of the X-Factors, Austin Matthews is a perfect example. Austin Matthews X-Factor, it, it's a great card. He's six foot three, whatever, right? You have multiple synergies and whatnot. Shock and awe is not worth upgrading 4 million coins into. It's yeah. not. Like, it, it's just not. So... My my thought my thought process has been if a prime time or something comes out, and the prime times were pretty fun because they were like, like if he scored a spinorama, he got gold spinorama. If that's gonna be if those come out, the X factor unlocks the ability to change that, so you can have instead of having shock and all, you can have spinorama or 
you know, for example, like maybe he scores a goal holding somebody off. That's like big rig or unstoppable force, right? Like that's what I think we need to see, um, you know, going forward to be able to choose what X factor is. Cause if they just, if they just stick it, it sucks because it'd be like, whatever is like, there's going to be cards that have no use right out of the gate. And you know, it. yeah. Yeah. I mean, it would, dude, it would be really funny if uh 23 comes out and those players have the same exact uh, abilities and the same exact gold and silver slots. Like if Matthews comes out in 23, dude. he has the gold shock and awe and he can't switch it's, in anything else. It's not, uh, it's not out of the realm possible because they don't change ratings. Yeah, like, we know that very rarely they change ratings i hope they bring down see that being said there's 50 x factors i would love to see 20 like we're talking trophy winners at every position only like or like you know in the realm of that right? yeah and like not you don't have to, you don't need one on each team you know like the kraken aren't gonna have an, an x factor player Mm-mm. you're right i think that that's uh that's important i think any of the fringe ones like I don't want to say Gensel. He's one I always think about, but like Pavelski. No, but even though, like, dude, I'm the biggest Penguins fan, right? Gensel was an X-Factor Gensel would not be, yeah, exactly. He's he's a 40-goal scorer. He's a great player in the NHL. Like, is he an Mm X-Factor player? Probably not. Yeah. I hope hope that, yeah, they dial it back a little bit. Then maybe make them harder to get. Like, maybe you can't make them. Or it takes a significant amount to make them. Yeah, when you have them, they're amazing cards. You don't have to spend an arm and a leg to upgrade them, but they're hard to get. All right, so let's talk about this a little bit. Again, I might have mentioned this in the last podcast. They kind of blend together. I apologize. Oh, don't Boys. they? Yeah, they do. They just kind of blend together. The whole year just blends together. Yeah. All right, so I did something last week when Lindros came out. Um, I came downstairs, and I was like, oh, I want to I make a Lindros, um, then use him in Hut Champs. Dude, I was like, I wonder how long this takes. 19 minutes. It took me to make all of the sets to get enough collectibles to go from making the car to 99. And a couple things. One, we're at 99. So, like, at the beginning of the year, this is a kind of a moot point because you just make it. Maybe you can go up, like, two or three overalls. So it's much faster. But, dude, this that this system, it's so ugly. And, cl- dude, it's like a lot of the gameplay. It's, like, clunky. Like, it's, like... Why is there 17, uh, and, it, and it, it's not the Hut content team, It's that's the only vehicle they have to get what we are what we have. And it's better right? than te- what we had, right? It is much better than what we had. So, like, it's just, it's so frustrating in that sense. I, I thought long and hard, because I play Madden every year when Madden comes out, and they have, like, 15 currencies, and it's, it's too dumb. confusing. EA loves its currency. They love, like, currencies. Whereas MLB, it's just coins. Like, that's it you buy if you buy or stubs sorry if you spend money you get stubs you don't get points or whatever that you can buy packs with you literally get stubs that you can literally go and buy a card with on the auction house right so uh, i don't think ea is ever going to go to that but man i don't know i would love to hear the argument from a developer where they're like that can't work or that isn't a good option where if we had a card let's say it's 85 overall and 185 gives us three collectibles or whatever right you burn that if you go like there's you click on the card and it's like apply consumable you know substitute quick sell whatever and there's one that says break down and if you break down that card you get x amount of currency for breaking down that card now a new a new master set comes out it's like okay here's the master set and you're like bang here's all the currency yeah like so you, you just go into your you collection can then go. maybe maybe multi-select like 20 different cards right some of them will be 92s some of them might be 83s and then you do yes, exactly you, yeah, yeah and and it doesn't matter 
here's the X amount. Here's all of the here's all of the you know the currency that you can get because it's all going to be static. Yeah. That I, that's just such a huge quality of life thing because all of this like event collectibles and all these collect. I'm so sick of the word collectible. Hey, go collectible because they are not collectibles. You do not collect them. Yeah, you, you get collect them to, them to burn them. Yeah. Yeah, like you know, like it's just it's so annoying. Like I, we've had it since like NHL eighteen or seventeen. Like it's enough. Like innovate, you know. Yeah, and I well, just dude, don't it's see hard how because it's like uh, they have to they have to make the game on the code that they have. It's like exactly it's like having like a two thousand two Chevy Cavalier and you want to put like a coal spoiler on yep. it. You know, like you yeah. can do that. It's gonna look like shit. I've still. done it. Yeah, I, I just yeah I, I don't know. I, I don't know. It's just, that it's just really frustrating in that in that sense. Like, as long as they would figure out something like what you just said, not like the Madden stuff where there's three or four different currencies that you're actively using. Because like I I loved Madden before I loved like the NHL game, and um, every single year I try to get into Madden Ultimate Team, and it's way too confusing. Or, it I'm, is or very, I'm an idiot, yeah. but like it, it, there's just too much stuff going on. I got into MLB this year; it was easy. Madden, there's like twenty different things. It is it is awfully tough, no doubt. Um, yeah. all right. Dude, well, yeah. Dog days of summer. That's what we're in right dog, now for an Dog days of summer. Um, uh, dude. Okay. This one is for the fellas listening. I went to a concert last night and Kesso goes, you know, I go, I go, sorry, I can't. I'm at Billy Talent. And he's like, who? And I'm like, I'm at Billy Talent, like the band. And he's like, I had to Google who they were. Yeah. And, bruh, I... I thought you were pretty well versed in your musical, like you know. I, I didn't think we've had a talk about our favorite bands yeah. and like that. You were pretty well versed. Maybe I get because they're Canadian. Every Canadian knows Billy Talent, but bro, I feel they are worldwide. Like I mean, maybe and you're and you're your age too. Like that's what's mind boggling. Yeah, dude. Maybe so. What are they? They're like pop punk. Yeah, like some forty one. What year were they like big in? 2000 and well nhl 06 red yeah. flag is literally in nhl 06 okay, uh, I, didn't play I would that say one. i would say uh like 2005 to 2015 was like they're like they every album they put out they had an absolute banger that was like chart topper all right yeah like, so like from the rain I, I got out of like pop punk and like that stuff probably around that time like, I don't know like, how you'd miss them. Like, I feel like it'd be hard to miss Billy Town. Dude, I feel like it's just like maybe they're big in Canada. Maybe. And like, it's just like a you national know, pastime for you guys. Do you know who Alexis on Fire is? I've heard, yeah, I, I know of that band. That's wild. So they open, like, like that, because like they're from St. Catharines. They're from okay. the city I'm in. That's why they put on like they had this huge concert and they broke up uh 2000 and i'm not i wasn't a big alexis fan but like i have friends that are like diehards yeah and they went to like their farewell tour and they broke up for like a decade or like nine years i think and this was like their first time back and like it was really cool like to see like that you know because again it was the city dude the amount of, so i go to this place it's like six minutes from my house we walk and i'm looking around at like just like the the, the people there right yeah. it was i felt so at home it was like, dude, it was 30 to 40. Everyone was pretty well dressed for the, like, you're talking like mosh pit kind of like level of like music, right? Which there was, but like, it was just so funny. Like everyone was like around my age. Like I was just, I felt like I was 15 again. Dude, like, that's was, awesome. Yeah. I, I felt the same way whenever we went to see um, like Green Day, Fall Out Boy, yeah. and Weezer did a tour like last year. 
We went to that, and it's like all the people our age that grew up with the music. And then, but dude, yeah. I have to tell you, I never felt more out of place at a concert. Okay, about three years ago, I was a big Travis Scott fan, and like me and my friends. Oh like, my god! I, I love rap music, right? And um, yeah, his like you know first few albums, they were like they were like not like as poppy, I guess. It was like hood rap yeah. or whatever, you know. But like we go to this concert, and I was like twenty six, I guess. We're like the oldest people there. It's all like fifteen year olds that are like Astro World Tour, you know. Like it was, I was like, uh, never again. I'm never going to one of these again. I'm way too old. Jesus. All right. Uh, but yeah, I had to bring that up. All right, let's do this. Our top five favorite athletes. Uh, doesn't have to be from your favorite team. I want to make this like, you did. You would. You would. You would stop the channel when like you had like, when they were on. Yeah, I get that. Okay, All right. dude, it's home, dude, it's hard not to have your like hometown like favorite athlete. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Like you know what I mean. Like if that's who you enjoyed watching, yeah. All right, uh, I'm going immediately Antonio Brown. Uh, okay, I, dude, loved it. I besides all the off field stuff, I think um, I think if he would have had like his mental health right, he's a top three, maybe top two receiver of all time. That's not Jerry Rice, like. Uh, he was without a doubt the best receiver in the NFL for five or six straight years, um, and he was like he's only five ten. Like he was doing all this stuff in the league, and he, it was just like straight skill. Um, he made being a Steelers fan like just so much fun for like those eight years or however long he was on the team. I'm trying to think of not going way off the cuff because now I'm like really trying to think of like player, but because I we're gonna end up I know what we're gonna be doing we're gonna pick a favorite team, which is fine. Uh, I'm gonna go with. Um, I will go with Joe Thornton at number five. There was, I remember watching, this is like early NHL TV. Like I could only watch the Sharks if I was at my mom's house for the weekend in Buffalo because they had direct TV. I couldn't watch the Sharks. I remember having to listen to Danvers and Ouskey on the on NHL.com's radio thing because it was free. I would listen to the radio call of the Sharks games at my dad's when I was at home in Canada because we there was literally no way to watch out-of-market games. Yeah. Unless you had DirecTV, and DirecTV wasn't in Canada. Um, so, uh, well, but I feel like there's so many kids that will never understand. That was probably the best passer. Like, I'm trying to think of, like, right now who would be the best passer in the NHL. But, like, there, it's like McDavid is, like, you know, whatever. He's, like, the best at everything. But he's, like, he's like yeah, he's, like, a, this is, like, what we were watching with like Thornton, with like did John having Chichu score fifty six goals because of Joe Thornton was just something absurd. Like I remember watching and like when you're watching a play like a power play or something, and a player does you can see what's open and like the player can't right. He would do some shit where he would hold the puck in the slot and literally everyone is like shoot and but he would just hold it for a pass and everyone would still be like hey he's gonna pass and still somehow find a seam. Like, it was just wild to watch, and I, it's sad that, like, I was too young to... Well, not too young, but, like, I was a teenager in, like, 20 and didn't appreciate it as much as I uh, do now, knowing that he, like, I there won't be a better shark probably ever than him. Dude, my favorite thing about Thornton is some of the weird stat lines he has, because I, I think it was one of the... It might have been, like, a lockout year, like, where they did, like, a shortened season. I want to say he had, like, four or five goals and, like, 50-some assists or something. Like, it was always weird things where you get, like, 20 goals, yep. like, 70 assists. Like, because he wouldn't shoot sometimes. His heart, his heart, dude, I remember watching it being so frustrated with it. Like, as as he became a shark longer, when he was a brew and he still had, like, 30-goal seasons. Yeah. 
But like, and even his Hart Trophy winning season, I don't. He had like 126 points. Yeah, because he had like but, one or two more than Yager. Yeah, but I don't think he had more than 30 goals. Like, I think it was like that wild. Like it was, it was something insane. But um, yeah, just he was he was so good at passing. Like, and I feel like that's like an uh, not as a there isn't a premier setup man in the NHL now. No, because like, so I don't many think there's someone so that's only only good at that, like only exceptionally good at that. Yeah, it's like almost like that Adam Oates type from the '90s where they'd mm-hmm. have like a bajillion assists, you know, like because like I think Crosby's probably as good as at passing as Thornton is, but it's like he's good at everything, you know. I don't think so. You might okay. I mean, I, I think Thornton. I think Thornton. I think legitimately Thornton might be the best passer of all time. He I might get, be. Debate in the comments. I'm saying like, like yeah, like just that. Yeah, like, just playmaking. Like not a better player, yeah. but like that, like that, yeah. that portion. Yeah. Uh, my right, next one, I'm gonna go with who I think is the greatest goalie of all time, and that's Dominic Hasek. Um, okay. Dude, I got I. We were lucky. We grew up in like what I think, at least for us, because like best our age, um, like that golden era of hockey for me, which was like that early 2000s, like where there were like four or five like really good teams. I think Hasek's the best goalie ever. You look at his stats from like the 90s, and he was putting up like 937. Buffalo like, save was percentage. awful. What's that? Buffalo was not good. They like their good, like their was... team was never good. No, like Mike Pekka was their best player, you know, or like mm-hmm. uh, Miroslav Satan or something, you know, that might have been after. Um, no. Yeah, like I, I think if he was on like those Avs teams like Wa was, or if like he was on the Devils, like he'd probably like it wouldn't even be a debate. But he was on those bad Sabres teams. Man, Dominic Hashik is a good one. That was a really good one. I am gonna go with uh Tiger Woods. I was really into golf when I was a kid before I got run over and like and then I, I literally didn't play for like the next 15 years. But there's like golf, I can't watch golf. Like I just don't I don't enjoy watching it. But there's something about like his like when like he's playing golf, it was so do you remember that I remember that shot like the commercial shot? I remember watching that. I want to say it was at uh, the Masters in like 2004. Again, I'm trying to think of it off the top of my head. But the Nike ball like stops on the pin and then drops in. Like the best commercial from Nike of all time, um, yeah, it was just it was wild to watch a sport that's so um, science based, like you know, like and it, it, someone be able to be that good at it, better than everyone, like because like when it, there's like numbers and mechanics involved like that, it's um, it's not like someone's trying to throw you a hundred mile an hour pitch that isn't the same time every time, same thing every time, right? It's like this, you have the you, everyone has the exact same advantages in golf. To an extent, it's literally like, like just as like a solo sport, you know. Like there's exactly a your best his... player. It's not like a team sport where you know there's no, always debate. Wild, yeah, wild. Um, it's boring. It's a boring pick. Sidney Crosby. Uh, he was dude. Mm-hmm. He was drafted at what year? 2005. So I was like a, I was 11 or 12. So I've watched his whole career. Um, I have a piece of shit on my list in Antonio Brown, but like I always like whenever the athletes are actually like good people in the community and stuff too. Yeah. Uh, Crosby. I mean, he's a top, arguably a top five player of all time, but like growing up here watching probably, you know, 80% of the games that he's ever played. Um, the guy, dude, he, every single night, you know, he's always trying his hardest. Uh, so Sidney Crosby, boring, boring Homer pick. Uh, okay. The next one is for me, it will be, um, David Ortiz. I think that again, um, I don't think people, got to a pre if you're not a red Sox fan i feel like you didn't uh, 
baseball is the i think baseball has the best playoffs and the reason why i think that is that the entire series and dynamic can change in every single pitch so if it's like zero zero very close game like how people how a pitcher or a hitter battles nerves is like one of the most like fascinating things to me i think that the nhl by the way before everyone freaks out i think the nhl has the best first round of the playoffs but i think as it goes along it isn't i don't want to say as exciting because this year was a pretty exciting all the way through but it loses a little bit of its allure, and I think that's because teams are just beaten up. They're a little bit safer. They don't go end-to-end. They're not fighting. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's fighting each other, I mean, usually. Like, in the first round, everyone's got the most amount of energy and, and, and you know, like, amped up as as they're going to have at the beginning, and then it's a war going through, right? Um, but that being said, in baseball, it's like every pitch. And David Ortiz, like, the amount of, like, for, he was, like, one of the best home run hitters. But, like, how a man is able to have ice in his veins to hit the clutch home runs and hits that he is able to do in a sport where batting 300, 300, like, you know, I mean, 30% is incredible. To do that is, like, absurd for the entirety of his career, essentially. Yeah. When did he retire? Uh, 2019. (laughs) 2018 or not i was at i was at i went to fenway the last season i have his hat from fenway um i want to say it was 2018 19 was his last season um but uh yeah i that was uh something he was he was just incredible man it was wild because it it was like as long as you get ortiz up you have a you have a shot yeah and the amount of times that he would hit a home run and things like i'll never forget like um 2013 alcs against the tigers and he hit that grand slam in the eighth, seventh or eighth to tie it over the and tory hunter goes diving over the fenway park like the, the the low the low um the low um outfield bullpen fence like it's just i don't understand I, i'll never understand that like that is that something that's fascinating to me so uh my next one uh more homer picks here um i'm going troy palomalu for the uh okay. for the steelers uh, dude, he was the most exciting safety, you know, to watch at that time. I think Ed Reed was a little bit better, but seeing Paul Amalu with the, uh, you know, that long hair on the Steelers for that defense that was so good for so long. Did you ever listen to the Pat McAfee, uh, Troy Paul story? No. I'll have to send you that after. It's hilarious. Okay. But uh, it's like a classic uh, one on the internet. Dude, there's so many Pats. Like, I would love, like, dude, I love Ty Law. I love, like, there, like there's, like, Willie McGinnis. Dude, and, Vince like, Wilfork, Vrabel. man. Will Fork, dude, like there's a lot. Uh, he might be my number. He is okay. Yeah. So number number two would be Patrick Marlowe. Um, again, he made me really like hockey. I think that um, he wasn't a great captain because he's so soft spoken. Uh, but he would score. He was almost like a point per game player in the playoff. Like, or not a point per game player. He was his production never dropped, but he always got shit on from the outside for not like performing well it was like always his fault yeah but his production never dropped he was really good in the playoffs and it was just like his team could never get over it so fast and uh yeah like his goal scoring ability was just so good i don't know he was like him and again were like the reason like some of the big reasons why i like hockey so much and uh you know it sucks that uh he's he's over with now or he's retired now but uh definitely one of my favorite one of my favorite players to watch yeah we got to uh enjoy him a little bit on the paying ones for that one playoff run I hate that. I hate. Isn't that, that so weird? Because like you said again, I'm like, oh yeah, the Penguins had him too for like. Uh, for, like a I few hate weeks. it. I hate legends that leave a team. I get it. Like to try and win a cup, I would love to see the like Sundin was a Vancouver Canuck. Yeah. That it like ugh, you know like I, know, I get it. Strange. You're trying to win a cup, but it's like 
how many times has that happened? Do you think Ray Bork? Is Ray Bork's the big one, right? So like whenever there's like legends like, like that, you you like sometimes it doesn't work out. But I mean, it happens every every year with like good players. Thornton just that. did it. What's that? Thornton just did it with the Panthers. Yeah, trying to win a cup. Hey, Jack Johnson did it with the. Uh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Jack Johnson. I can't wait to get his cup. I, you see that tweet? That was uh, a good tweet. I saw that. It was a good one. You know, yeah. I think that's the big. Uh, that's the important thing about you for being a. Uh, if you're a content creator in NHL, whatever happens, what's whatever's happening in real life, think of a stupid tweet to cater it around oh, yeah. NHL hut, and boom, you get like you know 50 likes. That's it, man. Um, my last one. Uh, my favorite player growing up was Yarmir Yager. Uh, okay. He was like, dude, for a while. Once once Lemieux retired. He was like the penguin, you know, like he was the only reason they were doing anything. And so like the first time I went to a hockey game, like he was playing, you know, so like I got to watch him for a few years, see him get traded to the Capitals, you know, and then on to the Rangers. And then dude, he's playing at like what, 43 in the NHL, 42. He's still technically dude, he's play, playing. He's playing. He owns a team. And he's yeah. Like, like, yeah. Yeah. He's just a legend. He was so good, you know, so Yager. My number one is Tom Brady. I don't think we'll ever see, like, again, I got to watch, like, every week in all of his Super Bowl runs. Uh, it was, like, I just watched his documentary, too, which was, for Patriots fans, like, so much fun to, like, he, he, the, the documentary is really good. Yeah, is but that the like, one where it's, like, the, the episodes for each Super Bowl? Yep, for each Super Bowl, and it brings back I gotta people. I got to watch that. And there's, like, things that, when I was a kid in the first three, that, like, I didn't really... Uh, when you're a kid and you play and you live in Canada for the most part, you don't really understand football. Like, because a, if you play football, you're playing CFL rules and it, CFL rules are awful in my opinion. Um, so like, it's very hard to understand the minutia of football. It's very difficult. So I didn't, I didn't appreciate, like, I'm not super knowledgeable in football right now. Like I, um, like zone defenses and things like that. I can understand the basics of it, but like, I don't know, like, you, you know, like the ins and outs of like when, when they do crazy different routes and stuff, but I can, I have a different level of understanding now and watching like his documentary and what happened. I, I dude, I've completely forgot. Like the, the, um, lawyer Malloy sequence of events, because there's like a gap where lawyer Malloy was on the bills and I lived in Buffalo at the time. And I, like, didn't piece together, like, I, I don't remember it happening the way it did, dude. He literally left in camp, left the Patriots after winning the Super Bowl, and was like, oh, I'm going to go to the Bill. Like, he's like, I'm out, because they signed Rodney Harrison. And he was he did it in jail, like, Laura Malloy in jail, and he was, like, Tom's, like, best friend, like, on the team. Yeah. And he, like, literally left, signed with the Bills, and the Bills pumped the Patriots in the first week of the season. 31 nothing, right? Yeah. Drew Bledsoe yeah, like, was I, playing. I remember that. Dude, Bledsoe was playing. Like, it was just, it was wild. I Like, I don't remember that. So seeing that kind of stuff. Like, I remember the Ty Law game where he legit owned Peyton Manning in the playoffs. Yeah, he had like two he or three interceptions. like four times. Like, it was absurd. Um, But I, I don't think, I, I think Tom Brady in our lifetime will probably be the best athlete. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say athlete's probably not the right word. Most uh, successful. Best, yeah. Because it's like, uh, no matter what, I, I don't think you'll see another quarterback win like seven Super Bowls, right? I it, think it's one of the only, I mean, like you could see it in the NBA. You can like, if they form, like if somebody, if like a young team would form like a super team and actually stick I mean, the, together. Yeah, like I feel like the Golden State winning it this year again has like a shot if they stay together a couple more years. Yeah. But I think they've what, won four? They've won four. And, you know, I mean, even MJ won six. Um and like Tom's won his seventh, like he's won seven, 
And I can't believe he won with the Buccaneers. And that you're is. not going to see anything like that in hockey. You just won't. Never. No, it's because sour caps you tell yeah, you. Like, yeah. And not to mention the way the game is played. The amount of luck required in, in hockey compared to all the other sports is, like, exceptional. Like, game to game. You know what I mean? Because over time, it only, dude, like, off of a, you know, stanchion into the net. Like, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, like, I mean, you saw at this playoffs with, like, random The subjective of, 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 of calls. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, the other sports have that. Obviously, like, pass interference always ruins games in the NFL. But, like basketball it's like yeah i just like you won't you won't see stuff like that is on that same level like a shot's either gonna go in or it's not and like that's usually on the player yeah basketball you know, it's not hit, it's not, hit, it's not hitting a fan and then going in the net like you know what i mean like you either missed it you didn't yeah it's it's the least like luck involved sport there is besides like individuals yeah like football like the dude like the edelman catch in the edelman catch in the falcons that dude the falcons super bowl like and so I was, I was re-watching this. Again, we're going on a little Tom Brady tangent. I apologize for anyone that hates the Patriots. Dude, like, I, I did, like, Brady, dude, the, he, they should not have, they should have won both of the Giants' Super Bowls. And I, I, I hate the Giants, obviously, because it, like, tarnished, like, the Patriots, like, perfect. The perfect season, we will never see. Like, we won't, dude. And it's funny. I was talking to my wife about this. I was like, if I always get, if if I ever get asked, like, what would you do if you go back in time? I w- I always say I would go back to two thousand and seven or eight. I can't remember because it's opposite year. I think it's two thousand and eight, and be like, yo, dad, I want you to take out. I want you to. I want you to refinance the mortgage and bet on the Giants money line because, dude, I think the spread was like minus twelve and a half in a Super Bowl. Like it wasn't like th- that's and the David Tyree catch. Like yeah. I guess there's no luck in football. He I did mean, that, dude, but and like, then they had the same one in 2011 with I think Mario, it was Mario Manningham, yeah, Mario bro. Manningham. Mario yeah. Manningham. Like it was. I'm watching them again. Like I forgot about the Mario Manningham one, mm-hmm. but then it's like, dude, the Seahawks. I will never forget. That was the first year I was with my wife. Like I remember watching, like I remember watching all of the Giants ones. I and, and and I remember. I don't. I remember going to Super Bowl parties for the the Rams Super Bowl. But I was too young to appreciate it. Mm-hmm. I just like I like the Patriots because of their logo when I was like eight years old and I just got lucky. Yeah, and I I like Drew Bledsoe and all the Madden games really early on, but like that's all it was. It was just, I was literally lucky. I didn't, you know what I mean? Like that's how it goes. But, um, dude, the the comeback against Atlanta. What's more insane is that Tom Brady brought his wife, or sorry, his mom, who was who had cancer and was like stage four in her last like stage of it, brought her to the game, and I'm just like they're like uh, that that episode has like his three sisters telling it, and it's like dude. I can't believe that he did that with his mom. You know what I mean? Because, like, a lot of athletes talk about, like, winning the final game in the NHL in the Stanley Cup. It's like I've, I've heard a lot of, like, interviews with, like, players that have won cups where it's like you're worrying about where they're going to go if they win. You need to, you know, this is where you've got to meet up. You can't, like, this is how they're going to get on the ice. These are all the tickets they've got. Everyone's flown in. Like, you don't get to, you have to, you, you don't have an agent to do all that. Maybe you do, but a lot of players don't, right? And it's like, could you imagine he got, he, he, on the, it was like the Thursday before his mom decided, okay, I'm going to fly. I'm going to, I'm going to come. He gets everyone in and like, you know, it's this, obviously it's like her last, like, you know, you know, is what it is. And it's like, man, the whole family, like what that would have meant to their family. And it's 28 to three with three minutes to go in the third. Like I'll, I remember watching that at a bar and being like, like ready to leave. And even when it was like they were slowly marching back, 
I was like, nah. And then that dude, that Edelman catch where it like bounces and he like manages to grab both ends like an inch before the ground. I was like, oh my god, they're gonna win the fuck too. Yeah. Oh, dude, that was amazing. I mean, dude, and it's weird because there's like probably three to five points in that game where it's like all Atlanta had to do was like not make a mistake. There was like a holding call dude, in the fourth quarter. The, the drive where they got knocked out of field goal range. Yeah, the holding that, call. That was it. Like Because like, they, they, they got into a field goal range and it was like two sacks. Um, and uh, like that was... No, that do you want to know how smart Bill Belichick is though? Because I, I remember reading about this or I watched a video on it. There was like a, a, the pass rusher on that play to draw the holding call on the Falcons, right? Um, mm-hmm. that specific play where he was held, it wasn't really called that much during the NFL season, but the referee that was on the game had called it more than like, you know, whoever else like throughout really? the league. So they're like, do this. He's going to hold you there. This guy's going to call him. And they were able to really? draw that. Yeah. They were able to draw that penalty, get him out of field goal range. And then he got sacked. Yeah. Like, dude, like, wow. I didn't like, that's crazy. So I would definitely watch I think it's called man, man in the arena. Mm-hmm. And, uh, even it, it, what I love about Tom Brady is that everyone hated him for so long because of like all the stuff that went on like the Flake Gate and, and like Spy Gate. It was Gate real and all stupid that. stuff. But people, yeah, people hate winners. True. Like I don't like I hated the Penguins. You yeah. Know? I appreciate Sidney Crosby now, but I can't stand the Penguins or like the Blackhawks. Right. Like that just happens when you when you uh, when a, a team wins a lot and you don't get to experience that like as a fan, right? But man, dude, I like I don't know. Like he's been he's embraced it as his career went on. And then like it, at a certain point, it's like, you can hate all you want, but dude has seven rings. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, sure. Two of them may be tainted, maybe three. He's still got four more. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know. Like, I always thought that stuff records, was a little like, bit overblown. Like that deflate gate stuff was crazy. Cause it was like a little, like some pressure in the it, ball. Watching is like, is like that. That was the season too. He got suspended the first four games that Atlanta yeah. Falcons season. Yeah. Like, so he talks about how like that season was awful. Cause he had to sit there and watch. Like it was, I don't know. It's, it's wild about, about all of that. And like, I, I completely forgot Wes Welker did not win a Super Bowl. Hey, dude, he had that drop. I was so was he, like, did he have like, a drop against the Giants? Like really bad. That was like, uh, yeah. Like, well, Tom didn't throw a really good ball kind of threw it behind him, but he, no, dude, he it's made, Wes Walker. He, he like made that play like a catches. million times. Yeah. Yeah. That and he Wes Welker's on the video of that interview, and he's like, dude, he, he you could like see him ask a question, he's like trying not to cry. Oh, he's like, was that like, man. was his part recorded recently? So he still feels like terrible about it, yeah, dude, I would. Uh, yeah, it was what Giselle is on that episode, and I think the reason why is afterwards, some some uh, some Giants fan is talking shit to her when she's like walking to the elevator of the stadium, and she's like, Me, Eli owns your husband. And she was like, obviously at the had enough. And she's like, she's like, what the hell do you want him to do? Throw and catch the ball? <laughs> and it was like everyone was like, Giselle hates Wes. Like and like I get they're like best friends. Yeah. And I like they go over that like how that's awful. Like it was just a bad, bad like. He tells she tells the stories like they were laying in bed at the Super Bowl, and she was like, I was laying there like, I made a big mistake. And she's like, I, she tells the story. She's like, we were laying in bed. It's like I got to tell you something. Uh, you know, a, a guy was chirping, and uh, I, I said this, and Tom. I guess he like t- it shows back to Tom, and he's like, <sighs> like just like, oh man, like what did you do? Very next day, it's like every headline, like it's like yeah. Giselle hates what, like blames it on what uh, what streaming? It's on uh, Disney Plus. Okay, I got Disney Plus. Okay, ESPN. Perfect. Yeah, watch it tonight. It's uh, any sports fan you should watch it. But that was a long winded one about Tom Brady. So probably good views on that. We can but, do a uh, whole podcast about Tom Brady. I fucking Probably more interesting right. than coffee and chow. 
when we come back, it'll be GWC will be done. Yeah. We didn't talk about the IHF thing, which is actually a really fun tournament. So we're going to talk about that when we get to the uh, next episode. Okay. But guys, thank you for watching. I'll see you. We'll see you uh, on the other side and uh, peace out. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.